Hi, it's Taylor. Quickly jumping in before the episode starts to let you know that we've changed our name and are now Sisters Assemble. You can find our updated social handles in the show notes. Enjoy the show! Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Let's Talk Marvel Fan Theories podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Katie, and we're two sisters and borderline obsessed Marvel fans who have been following the Marvel Cinematic Universe closely for years. And now we want to share our MCU discussions with you. We chat about our own predictions and theories, plus some of our favorites from online, and our reactions to all of the Marvel content that's considered MCU canon, including the Disney Plus shows and the movies, as well as the Marvel news you need to know. All right, guys, welcome to our first episode covering a MCU-adjacent movie. We didn't quite know that Venom was going to be in the MCU when it was cover- coming out, so we didn't cover that in a podcast episode. We did have a blog, but we didn't have an episode episode about it. But now that we know that Morbius is fully within adjacent to the MCU, we are covering it as we would normally cover a regular MCU movie. So welcome to our Morbius episode. Katie, do you want to start with your thoughts? Well, yeah, I'm kind of intrigued. I'm kind of glad we didn't have to do Venom because I do think that would have been interesting because I think as a fandom, a lot of us had a lot to say about Venom Let There Be Carnage. But I will say, and I, I want to say this briefly while we talk about Morbius, since I did, I also saw it today. I think what's interesting about the Sony films so far is, to your point, obviously they're MCU adjacent, but they've been getting tied in. We've now seen it with Venom, and also there was some rumors going on about Craven the Hunter as well, and today was a confirmation that there's been a villain casted across from him. So it, what's been interesting about the Sony films and what they decide to do is they're taking a lot of, I don't want to say villains necessarily, but kind of, and they're really taking that twist on them, essentially making them anti-heroes. So it's going to be kind of intriguing to see, because obviously we've already seen uh, Michael Keaton's Vulture in the Morbius trailer who is probably the first big, I mean, obviously there's some others that we'll get into, but the most obvious indication besides probably one other out there being kind of a crossover factor here. So it's kind of interesting because when you're creating these anti-heroes, essentially, that might possibly run into a Spider-Man further down the road, it kind of goes to show what are we getting ourselves into. Yeah, it's super interesting to your point because... Sony is creating their own universe of these anti-heroes that are connected to the MCU, but we don't know which... So all of these anti-heroes, let me back up for a second, are related to Spider-Man. They're typically, you know, when they are full-on villains, they are fighting Spider-Man. Kraven, Morbius, Venom, Carnage even, all Spider-Man villains. But we don't know which one... Or if it's just one, and it's very interesting because, you know, if you're thinking about it as a Venn diagram, like, who is the place where the circles interconnect? You know, there's some really strong hints that it's Tom. There are some other hints that it's Toby. There are some other hints that it's Andrew. So it's kind of anybody's guess at this point who is that center of the diagram, of the Venn diagram, between the MCU and the Sonyverse. Well, and and the worst part of it if you want to blow your own brain apart a little bit thinking about it, is there doesn't necessarily need to be the center anymore. Now that we have had Andrew and Toby's Spider-Man both make appearances, and uh, I'm sure we'll break into the the little hints at just about every single Spider-Man that we see in the Morbius trailers throughout all that have been released. So you never really know. And I think something that's been an endless talk about the multiverse has been how many timelines and variants out there. I mean, is that Michael Keaton slash aka the Vulture? Is that him from our universe? Oh, that's a good or is question. it a different version? Yeah. So I think that's that's the biggest thing is while they're making these adjacent films, it can be a little confusing because right now we're in the middle of a whole multiversal concept war essentially of trying to figure out what it all means and I I can't say if Doctor Strange is going to clarify any of it or just make us even more confused about all of it in the process of watching a really awesome film. So 
it, it definitely has a confusing, confusing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was combining a couple words there, but it has a very confusing aspect to it of where Morbius is going to fit. And even down the road, Craven the Hunter, when we're sitting here watching who should be villains to Spider-Man, be these anti-heroes that we don't know if we're ever going to see them come in with Spider-Man. They're kind of just getting these random one-off films, and then maybe they'll get a sequel like Venom, who knows? But it's kind of weird. Yeah, and, you know, speaking of Venom, you know, he's name-dropped and hinted at twice in the trailers alone. So we know that they, at least, a version of them exists within Morbius's universe, whether that's our Venom Heck, that could be Topher Grace's Venom, right. for all we know, you know? And maybe that San Francisco reference is something completely different, and he's talking about Venom in New York and not, you know, our Venom. So it's a whole, like, knot of yarn that needs to be untangled, and I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> well, I think since we're already kind of graced the surface of it, we should really just point out where we see the different Spider-Man aspects. So I know that I've kind of already said the, one of the bigger ones is we see the Vulture from Tom Holland's very first film. So that's a huge one. And like I, I, I just previously said, we can assume he could be from Tom Holland's, and I'm going to have to use their, their real names because there happen to be three of them, but we assume it's from his trilogy films. Maybe he is not. I don't know. But this would be the first time we're seeing him since Homecoming. We do see, for Andrews, we have the reference in the newspaper to the rhino. And I believe it's also his Oscorp building that we see in the city view, the skyline. There we go. That's kind of what I was going for. And then remind me what Toby's is, because I'm I'm kind of drawing a slight blank on it at the moment. I mean, mine, my thought was the Daily Bugle. You know, just having the sheer nature of having the Daily Bugle. Like, I know it's referenced, obviously, in, in Tom's, but it's more of a digital version, you know, more akin to the Times and being online. And it's clearly referenced in Andrews as well. He mentions selling pictures. But I think the only one where it plays such a big role and is actually, like, you see the headlines and you see the layout of the paper is Toby's. So... To me, the bugle points most clearly to Toby. In my in my head, that's kind of the draw, the line I draw there. Well, and I just realized I missed the biggest reference, which there is the. It, it, and the reason I missed it was because it was it came out in the very first Morbius trailer, and I totally, you know, that was I don't even know six months ago, maybe probably two years. Longer. I just saw one that was two years old. Okay, that's embarrassing that I said six months. Anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, the biggest one, which I, I went right past, is obviously the picture of Spider-Man that is painted, I would assume, on the wall and then graffitied over with, I believe, murder over top of it. And we do see Morbius walk past it, at, and I know that stirred a lot of hype for people. And I think, and I don't, I don't remember fully, and I, I wish I could, which Spider-Man they thought it was. I feel like everyone was thinking it was Tom's. Oh, I thought everyone thought it was Andrew. Oh. I thought people were saying it matched his suit, and then the idea that, like, he says in No Way Home, I stopped pulling my punches, so he kind of goes a little rogue, that that was a, an allusion to, like, him towing the line a little bit more than maybe some of the other guys do. And maybe he did actually kill someone. Okay, I'm going to counter-argue that. Because the reason I thought people were saying it was Tom was because he was being seen as a murderer because he murdered Mysterio. And that was kind of the whole thing with that. I don't remember what it fully looks like anymore. I, I feel like I thought it was Tom. I think if I had to go by looks, I would agree. I think, though, there is some merit to the, the Andrew theory. I think both of them... I think we can rule out Toby completely. I think if I had to put my money on it, I think you're probably right. It probably is Tom. Just even knowing, too, with the Vulture thing, I think that's, re that's a really strong tie there. But I think we can't completely discount the Andrew theory at this time. No, I don't disagree, especially because I think a lot of people, with the darkness that they hinted to in No Way Home with him, a lot of people, in general, want him to have his third film but also I think people thought he would fit best in the Venomverse or in the, Mor the Morbiusverse, whatever that could end up being, because people 
think he has the darkness that could fit into those better than obviously Toby and also Toby is like in his 40s. Well, not to mention Toby already had a Venom. So it would be weird if he was in the Venom verse because I think we can agree that the Venom verse and the quote unquote Morbius verse are really just Sony Spider Verse. I think they're the same thing. So if you're looking at it holistically, I think it'd be tough to shoehorn a Toby in when he's already got his own Venom. I think that'd be tough. Yeah. Well, and also he, I think he also had his trilogy and while there was always that fourth movie that was supposed to have happened, never did, he had a full trilogy. So I think a lot of people also were pushing to finish out Andrews and I think it made the most sense to have someone who has that darkness now within him to finish it out. And there's also, besides that image of Spider-Man, I mean, the Oscorp building and the reference to the rhinoceros. You know, now that I'm thinking deeper about it, I'm struggling to think that it's Tom because... So if Morbius exists within the same universe as Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock, Tom Hardy came in with the other Spider-Man and the other villains, right? So he came from another timeline slash universe, which would mean he does not exist in Tom's universe naturally. Right. So therefore, Morbius does not exist in Tom's universe naturally. So it would most likely be Andrew. Well, and on top of that, now this is something I kind of just thought about. We see the reference in the paper, which means that the scene itself had to have been semi-recently if it's in the paper. So that's also kind of something to to maybe look at a little bit that... Morbius, theoretically, now, there's there's been no for sure confirmation of where Andrew and Toby Spider-Man films fit. Because obviously we know that, I mean, uh, they're beforehand to us, but theoretically we don't know. I mean, time has clearly passed enough with Andrew, but also there was clear time passing at the end of his second film. So six months maybe have passed since Gwen left. It's very possible Morbius can be picking up not long after or left. Um, well, I like to think she left. Um, <laughs> so it's very possible Morbius could be picking up not far after that if the rhino scene would be making news headlines. I guess. I mean, I think that's one way to look at it. I struggle, though, because they would have to de-age him a little bit. Like, he definitely has aged. So Toby clearly had aged had been like 20 years, right? I think Andrew, to a lesser extent, had also aged. And, like, you know, he's just a little more mature-looking. He definitely couldn't pass for a teenager anymore, you know, or a kid just out of high school. So I struggle to think that Sony's going to take it all the way back. I think it's possible that the Rhino instead just got back out. Like, how many times when we were watching cartoons... You know, did they go into jail and then they had a jailbreak and they got out and now Spider-Man has to go wrangle them again. Like, you know, maybe he's just one of those guys who like consistently gets out of jail, like that common trope, you know, just to bring him back. I think that's probably more likely than it it being set right after The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Well, and then you actually just kind of reminded me of something, why another reason it could kind of be more in the Andrewverse is also because... Obviously, we have his Oscorp building, but if you really look at Andrew's films, Oscorp and everything they were doing focused a lot around essentially human mutations and using animals to, and experimenting on animals, testing on animals to try and, you know, make humans a healthier breed and to help humans or help with quotation marks, depending on the point of view. So it, it it would actually also just be a fitting place in general for Morbius to fit with the whole bat medicine kind of idea. And obviously, it's a very Dr. Connors kind of storyline where it goes wrong and it turns him into something very different than he ever planned for and didn't exactly work in his favor to a degree. Of course, he's an anti-hero, so for him, it's this entire film is going to be him finding a way to work in his favor, but that's why I'm kind of intrigued to understand. For us, we have a hero already if they're in that universe. So it'll be interesting to see an anti-hero play out depending on where we're at. Because is there? Oh, and I think this is a question that got brought in during the Spider-Man predictions when we didn't know Venom was going to make an appearance of, well, Venom's an anti-hero. Are we going to see him as a as a villain now? Because that would make sense. But at the same time, we're, like, emotionally invested. Yeah, well, exactly. So it's like, 
you it's it, that's why I'm a little intrigued by Sony's point of view of taking a lot of these villains into anti-hero area. A little sad to hear about it with Craven the Hunter as well, just because I, I was really excited to see that rendition because obviously of who's playing him, but also I love Craven the Hunter, hasn't been done yet, and so I'm a little disappointed. I would have liked to have seen that in the next Tom Holland trilogy, and I think now this is kind of confirmation we likely won't, at least not as a villain. So uh, it, it's kind of a, an intriguing question, and the, like I said, the film's going to really base off of any hero's journey of, you know, figuring themselves out. Uh, his being a little more chaotic than someone like Spider-Man's, who just was like, oh, cool, I got all these cool things to do, because he, like, wants to drink people's blood. Like, it's a little different. Yeah, I will be very interested to see who the bad guy is in this film. I think right now, you know, they're painting the antagonist very much as the police, which I think is interesting. I think I mainly find that interesting because I love Matt Smith and I'm so excited that he's, you know, going to be in this film and playing what seems like a pretty prominent role. So that's exciting to me. But I think there needs to be maybe a more dynamic villain there in the sense that, like, I want to know, you know, is he really fighting the police or is there someone a little more up his strength and a little more, you know what I mean? Like, he's supernatural. I don't know that the police are necessarily a good match for him as in terms of antagonist. I actually, from my viewing of the latest trailer, there is... Now, I took it this way, and maybe I'm wrong, but because obviously in a trailer you get, what, three minutes, if that, of footage? And while we've gotten quite a bit of new Morbius footage in this new trailer, we maybe got ten seconds of this, but it appeared that there was someone, and now, at one point there are two boys in be- in, a ho- in hospital beds, or I took them as hospital beds, or at least, like, in home beds, and I took it as a young Morbius and a, essentially a, a best friend. Or someone, a brother, maybe someone he's close to. And there is a man then in a scene, like, pretty much following it, that ta- is kind of saying something based on the lines of, they always look down upon us, or something of that nature. And, and you know he's the one saying it. You could see it. They show him saying it. So there's a part of me that wonders if that is a leading antagonist that comes kind of out a little further, and the police are maybe that beginning one kind of something we see um even in the first amazing spider-man where the police are kind of the main antagonist until we and but and we have the underlying dr connor's thing until he becomes the bigger issue later on so to me that's my understanding is that there's a very high possibility that there's someone who's a little more connected to morbius and to be fair i don't know how all this is this works in all like the mcu related vampire area but to be fair in venom uh, let there be carnage. Cletus Cassidy bites Eddie, and is that's how he gets the uh, his version of the symbiote. So, with someone who's a vampire, it's very possible there's a connection somewhere in there that somehow he might transfer. I don't know his vampirism or however, because I don't really know how that's gonna work in the MCU. Um, I've only seen like the Vampire Diaries and Twilight, so <laughs> it's like I'm a little limited in my scope. But it's very possible there might be a very similar transferal somewhere in there that just then causes whoever this person might be to become a very equal antagonist. Yeah, that's I, that's where my money is. Like, I don't know how it happens or who it is, but that's kind of what I was getting at. Like, the police are not a match for a superhuman being, no. and that is just a very big power imbalance that is not going to make for an intriguing, you know, final battle or whatever you want to call it or, like, main conflict. I just don't think that gives us enough oomph, if you will. So I guess I'm just trying to figure out, you know, the trailers have done a pretty good job of really hiding whoever that real main antagonist is. Yeah. So that's, I think, like, one of my biggest questions other than the Spider-Man, like, where does it fit? My secondary, like, second largest question, I think, really is, you know, who is the antagonist and who's going to come out and be, like, the person he's really fighting against, you know, who's a, maybe a better match for him than a bunch of normal policemen. Yeah, and uh, I think you kind of said how the trailers have done a good job at hiding it. I mean, to be fair, I think, if I remember correctly, this is the only trailer I think we've seen that footage from at all. So I think up until now, we didn't have really any clear indication that there might be a better antagonist other than the police. But it's definitely intriguing because, as I was kind of saying, he has a 
inner battle that we obviously are going to see as someone who can't control anymore the urges that are have taken within him, the monstrous part of him. And so it's interesting because I think we, and I, I compare it a lot to Venom because it's Sony's films and it makes sense to kind of do that. We see a similar issue a little bit with Venom uh, slightly with the idea that he's a symbiote. He's got things he's got to do, like eat people and their heads off. Chickens aren't enough. Yeah, ex- well, exactly. Though, and But Venom himself is a symbiote and there's an understanding between the two of them versus for Morbius. It is him now. And it's this inner drive for him. And I think you keep bringing up the police. And I think, honestly, most of the trailer is him interacting with the police in some way. Whether in a shootout, attacking people, crime scenes, which we don't know whether he's on the good side or bad side of that. Or he's standing with them, having conversations with them. I mean, he's walking around with them when he has that interaction with the vulture. So it's an intriguing question because... I think Sony's taking the book out of Marvel, or uh, a page out of Marvel's book, Uh, not the book out of Marvel, (laughs) but (laughs) Marvel would flip if they did that, but they're kind of leaving us definitely hanging. I think they they gave us a little more of this newer trailer just to keep that hype going, because there's less than a month till this film really makes its presence, but when this trailer dropped, but I don't know. Yeah, actually, what you said about it being an internal battle for Morbius brought something up in me that I, I was wondering when I was watching the trailer. So I, I rewatched all of them just before we hopped on to do this recording. And something I caught this time was, you know, when he's coming out of, let me back up. You have Jared Leto's beautiful face. Love Jared Leto. But he turns into something distinctly less beautiful when he is going all fangy rage monster. Now, it looks like when he turns back to beautiful Jared Leto that he almost doesn't remember. Like, I know I've read that he does feel guilt, you know, in the in the comics at least he does feel guilt for what he's done, but it almost seems like he doesn't really have control. Like, he's there, like, like a Hulk Bruce type situation where he's, like, there and he's conscious and he kind of knows what's happening, but he doesn't have the, like, his hands aren't on the steering wheel, right? It's like the Hulk has a steering wheel, while Morbius's ugly side, <laughs> we'll say, has the steering wheel when he's attacking people and drinking blood. And then, you know, when he's Dr. Michael Morbius, that's when he kind of has the steering wheel and is in control. So I'll be curious to see how they characterize that kind of duality, whether it becomes kind of like a Hulk Bruce situation or like how else they might play that out. Right. And and honestly, there's not a lot of trailer to give us to go over and to really understand. I mean, we like I was kind of saying, we have a lot with the police. We have a lot with the struggle of, I mean, he's a doctor, so he's doing a lot of the, you know, I have enhanced this and this. And we see a good look at quite a bit of the things he can do. Obviously, when he turns into the more vampire-featured kind of face-looking thing, Obviously, what we know a vampire do, but I think it's even down to some of the the best of fairy tale in, in which we see, you know, the, the, the whole bat connection that there is with him having the sonar. It looks like he can kind of fly using it. He has a connection to the bats in general. I mean, we see quite a... Not even when the bats first come from towards him, but we see quite a few scenes with bats involved. So it's definitely a little weird. It's a... And that's coming from Marvel's fans, but it's definitely going to be a little bit of a weirder film. It's not something I think we have seen. (laughs) No, for sure. But it also excites me a lot that he's coming out. And I I know they're probably going to be kept very separate, but, you know, moving into the kind of more nighttime... I don't even know, nighttime mystical, I guess. So you have like your normal mystical. I don't even want to say normal mystical. That's like a misnomer. Like, what is that, an oxymoron? Like, that's just like wrong. You're normal mystical. But like you have your like Doctor Stranges and your things that are like beyond the realm of like normal people, right? But then you have this kind of segment of Marvel that is, I forget what they're calling it online, but people are, you know, talking about the different segments that kind of Marvel's branching into. And you kind of have this, like, nighttime mystical, which is, like, daytime mystical, but, like, intense. Like, Punisher-level intense, but mystical, right? So, you know, falling in that is obviously Moon Knight comes out in less than a month as well. 
he kind of falls into that realm. But another one that falls into that realm that is on the slate that I'm excited about is Blade. And he, too, falls into that kind of vampire camp. So even though, you know, just based on rights and things along that line, and I, I don't know that they cross over in the comics, I'm really not sure. You know, I think it's interesting that, you know, even though Blade is, I think, a year or two away, that the MCU's existed since, what, Spider-Man came out in 2002? Because now that's technically the first, you know, MCU movie. For now. The MCU has existed since 2002. Now we're in 2022. So it's existed for 20 years. And now within a couple years, we're going to get two vampire-related characters. I think that's super interesting, even though they probably won't, like I said, come together. I'm just, I'm excited to see how that plays out. Yeah, and I mean, even Craven, I think, toes that line. It's it's almost like um fantasy lore, but like dark fantasy lore. Yeah. And I mean, that's like your vampires, your witches, your warlocks, your werewolves. I mean, we've had witches, obviously, Scarlet Witch, but we even see it with Agatha, and we see the darkness with Agatha. Well, and there's the, the Halloween special, Werewolf by Night, is also coming out. So they're definitely moving to your point in like the fantasy lore direction, which... Super interesting. I read a lot of that type of stuff growing up as a kid, and I think you did too, Katie. So it'll be interesting to see how Marvel takes on those types of, you know, obviously we read Twilight, watched Twilight, read all kinds of stuff about werewolves and all that stuff. I did not read Twilight, and I was only forced into seeing Twilight. Whatever. (laughs) I just mean, you know, those types of books I think we were, you know, very into. So like I said taking the Marvel bend on it or bent to it will be very interesting. And I'm super pumped. I'll be curious to see, you know, how much these types of characters really interact with our like day to day, shall we call them daytime characters? You know, like Willa Morbius, this is a bad example because they exist in a different universe. But so let me say, will a, a Moon Knight interact with a Doctor Strange, you know, or will a Blade interact with a Thor. Like, you know, like how much interaction will we get or will we get these kind of fantasy type characters, you know, all kind of together in the way that like the Defenders are kind of, I mean, this is also a bad example because they're about to be integrated, but you know, the way the Defenders are kind of like their own thing, are we going to get kind of these, you know, nighttime fantasy characters as their own little subsection of the MCU? I'm curious to see how that plays out. I'm going to argue I don't think you have... Or you can say because they're in different universes. Because as of right now, the multiverse is live, well, open, chaos. And I think something that was also brought up a lot in our multiverse conversation so far have been who is going to make it through to the multiverse and set up camp. And so I think there's the possibility that for now, maybe Morbius is in a different universe I mean, we've seen Venom already make his appearance. Granted, he went back. Yeah. But for now, who knows? But also that version of Venom makes the most sense to have gone back. There's always that possibility. Unfortunately, the biggest thing that stands in the way with that is him being an antihero. If anything, I could see him more lining up with other antiheroes, even such as Deadpool. Yeah. Because I think it would make more sense to have Oh my god, that'd be a really funny movie. Yeah, exactly, though. Like, I think it would make more sense to almost take the idea of the Dark Avengers and turn them even stupidly darker. And, like, you just have all these characters that are inherently terrible, but are heroes. And so I think, if anything, that is the direction I could could see it going. Because obviously, we're theoretically getting a Deadpool further connection into our universe, and he is theoretically apart because there's a lot of references but at the same time he breaks the fourth wall so he's kind of a very weird character and I think if anyone it would make also a lot of sense because of that he kind of has that ability to just be like oh okay like you dude I'm here now because they bought me like (laughs) yeah exactly so I mean obviously the biggest thing keeping these things apart are going to be Sony and Marvel still being a slightly disjointed pair where obviously we have No Way Home. That was great. Not saying Tom's trilogies haven't been great or movies, but his full trilogy hasn't been great. But he's the only one who we're really kind of allowed to see go back and forth so far. A slight dabble in Venom and then that was it. So it will be kind of interesting. But 
as I said earlier, it's it's a little hard because while we've gotten four or five trailers, there's a lot of shooting and attacking people. <laughs> like, I, I think it's hard to really go past what are we going to see in Morbius? I, what, really, what's the outcome of Morbius? What do we want it to be? Yeah. And it's especially, too, I think in it, there's an extra layer of difficulty because we can't... I think when we do other predictions, we can say, well, we know this is happening in the MCU, so it could really tie into this. But being that it is what we like to call MCU adjacent, we don't even have those references because... One, it's only adjacent. And two, we don't even know what that connector piece is. Right. So we can't even say, like, oh, it's Andrew, and we know Andrew was here, and he made this connection, so I think it's going to be this. Like, you know, we can't even make those, like, semi-tenuous guesses because we just don't have the information that we need. So it's, I think, especially difficult, one, to your point, because the trailers have given away like, 1% of plot, if that. And two, because he doesn't exist in the MCU proper the way that many of the other movies that we cover do, so we just don't have the context that we typically do going into a predictions episode. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely difficult, and to my question even, it's like, I don't know what to expect from Morbius, because I do know Sony was concerned about Venom, the second Venom, and I knew that they have been concerned about Morbius, and especially Morbius has been pushed it already is, at least Venom was coming off of good hype after their first one. So even though the second one wasn't quite as up to par, I think, for what we expected from Venom, we were like, but we love Venom. And then, I mean, the end credit scene, you could forget the rest of the movie. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. The end credit scene was all that really ended up getting everybody all hyped. Like, at the end of the day, no one, I couldn't even tell you half of what happened in the film, but I remember sitting there and screaming at the end credit scene. Yeah. So I think the problem being is this is an origin story. Sony isn't inherently good at those with superheroes. <laughs> Venom, they did very well, but beyond that has had some problems back and forth. And before, I mean, Venom's a well-known character. So was Spider-Man. So I think when you have a character who's also... Not that it's never been done before for that reason, but, like, not never been done before on the screen and is not a super well-known character to people who are maybe not quite as niche into the comic books and are more familiar, or even in the, the Spider-Man niche who are really into it and understand the connection there. It's a weird character for Sony to push forward right now and to be able to take a step back and say, this is what we can expect. Can we expect a second one? Who knows? It's going to depend on box office and even end credit scenes. I know we really like to go and look at the end credit scenes. Well, what the heck are we going to see in an end credit scene? I think the biggest rumor now is that one of the Spider-Men is going to come in. I think that's the prevailing rumor. Right. The one that I'm hearing the most is Andrew. That is going to be kind of a backdoor opening to his third movie. Yeah. That's, or at least that's, I think, what people are hoping and... You know, when Morbius was, to your point, you mentioned this, pushed back, you know, it was supposed to come out at the end of January, and they pushed it for, like, two months to be the beginning of April, people, there was the rumor going around that they did that in order to, you know, coming off of No Way Home, in order to give some time for Andrew to go film an end credit scene or a quick cameo that they could then edit into the film. I mean, that's a quick turn. But a big studio like Sony working with Marvel can definitely get it done. I mean, Andrew's been out here saying that he's not doing any more movies, but we know Andrew lies through his teeth, like, with a big smile on his face and, you know, whatever. So it'll be interesting. I think the the one that I think is most likely, and I'm probably going to, you're going to catch me after opening weekend being totally wrong, but, you know, I think that's the prevailing theory is that there will be a Spider-Man. As far as there being a second one, or what, I, I mean, I think that would be the second of two, if there are two, in terms of order. If there is R2 in terms of the first one, I would say it would stay within the Sony-verse. I think that's kind of been their MO, keep the first one in-universe and the second one, at least, let me backtrack, with Venom, that was the MO, keep the first one in-universe. There was, was there only one? I'm trying to remember now. There was only one that mattered, but I'm trying to remember if there was two. I No, I was kind of trying to think about two. I feel like there might have been two. Yeah. But I feel like the first one was... unless No, yeah. No, unless that was the end of the movie. I can't... I'm not remembering... Okay. 
I'll, let me, I'll explain it, and I'm, but you have to tell me if it was the end of the movie, if it was an end credit scene. When, oh my gosh, I'm blanking, it's another symbiote, and whose name is currently escaping me. Oh, 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 is it like chaos? The one with the white eyes, it becomes the detective. Yes, it's, um... And he's terrifying, and I can't, like, we haven't seen him fully come out, but, like, I know the symbiote, and I can't think of the symbiote's name, but the symbiote's terrifying. Yeah, it's something, like, related to, like, chaos or something. Is it chaos? I don't know. I can't remember the name, but yes. It might be Chaos. It might be. Okay. Well, we'll follow up in the blog with the real name of this symbiote. I don't know if that was the end of the movie or an end credit. I think it might have been an end credit. Well, and I do too. So if so, that would have been the first end credit, which would have dealt with the film directly. And the second one, while it did obviously have Eddie and Venom in it, more so opened up to the next Sony film, which was going to be No Way Home. Yeah, so if we're keeping with that pattern, the first one will likely be either Morbius-related or at least Sony-verse-related. Mm-hmm. So, heck, maybe he, like, walks into Eddie Brock on the street. Like, I would die. That would be pretty cool. That's what I want to see. What do I think we will see? Maybe a setup... I don't even think they're gonna set up a Morbius 2 because they don't have the confidence in this movie, I don't think. It doesn't seem like they feel like they're going to set up a a sequel right? because they don't know that it's going to necessarily get made. And so I don't see them setting up that sequel without the confidence. Like, they set up Venom 3 because they have the confidence in Venom 2 based on the performance of Venom 1, obviously. I don't know if they have that same level of confidence in Morbius to go and do a sequel set up for him. So maybe it is just going to be him running into Eddie Brock on the street because I think that's a safe bet where it doesn't necessarily have to set them up for a sequel that might not actually come to fruition. Yeah, I mean, for everyone who listens to the podcast, you know how much I hate to agree with Taylor for the (laughs) sake of, and hear me out. We like to try to throw a lot of theories and possibilities out there. Unfortunately, she kind of is walking the exact rope I was thinking. I definitely think the first one is going to be... I would Okay, if you ask me personally what I'd like to see. I would like to see him interact with Eddie. Hear me out for all the reasons why, though. For one, Eddie's a reporter. This is a story. And he just had a weird run around in New York. He's not even back in San Francisco yet. So it's very possible, because... When was Eddie in New York? Oh, not New York. Not New York. They were all in New York. He was chilling down in... Where is he? Costa Rica? Eddie was drinking margaritas in Mexico. (laughs) Mexico. I was like, is he Costa Rica? But uh, anyway, no, I meant there... Yeah, okay. They were all in New York. I'm in a different universe, but whatever. We're getting where we're getting. But he's not back in San Francisco, so he could still very well end his way up. I mean, to be fair, he just had his mind blown. So someone like Morbius would be perfect for him to go follow up with after hearing the story of there's the Avengers, there was Thanos, there was this, that, and another thing. His universe doesn't have that. He is the only one in his universe that he is aware of that is like that. I mean, Morbius is in and out of the police office all the time in his in his trailer. I mean, he's constantly interacting with them. That would be a story. But on top of that, the reason I truly think that there will be an interaction is, on top of your point about Morbius not necessarily being having the confidence of having a sequel, but them clearly wanting to continue with the character, I don't think they're going to want to completely just do away with him if this movie doesn't no, do well. No, you don't cast Jared Leto for a character you don't think is going anywhere. One, I, I just... Uh, well, unless you're the DC universe. We don't need to get into it because that just makes me sad because I love Jared Leto so much. Well, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I will say they're going to want to do more with him. And as to your point, you kind of were bringing up Venom 3. I don't want to see Venom fight another symbiote. We've seen it the first time. We saw it the second time. I was kind of sad we didn't see Venom and Spider-Man team up like they're supposed to to fight Carnage. So here's my thing. If we don't see him with a Spider-Man, I'm down with a team up between him and Morbius. It would add something to it. Because I just don't need to see Venom fight another symbiote. It's been done. How many movies can you make with the exact same plot? Well, and you're just going to make a more powerful, more powerful. He, theoretically, he never was supposed to be able to fight and beat Carnage. Not alone. Because he never did it alone. And that's the whole, like, how Eddie and, and Peter kind of are like, truce my guy, because they're like, we need to take this guy down. So, and that's really almost where the anti-hero comes out of Venom more than anything, is in that moment, is when it's born. So, 
I couldn't see them doing that again, especially after Let There Be Carnage was not inherently as good as the first. Because it's been done. And it was Carnage. And it was like, yeah, he terrified me. But it was done. It was the same thing we've seen already. So I'd be down for there to be that interaction, for us to see that connection, or to see a Spider-Man in the second one, to your point, and to start connecting these dots. Give me a dark team of Morbius, an Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, and a Venom. Ooh. Give me that and let us all fight chaos. I'm happy. That's an interesting team up. Why don't we throw a little Craven the Hunter spice on that little soup you're making? Exactly. So th- these are things that you can push down the road. I mean, Venom 3 is, n- I'm pretty sure, not even slated. There's not a date yet. It's just out there. It's been hinted at during the during Let There Be Carnage. That's it. That's all there is to it. So let it happen. Let it happen. Let there be a really weird, dark anti-hero team-up minus kind of Andrew Spider-Man, but not really the way it sounds, that he went a little AWOL in his universe. Let it happen. I'd love to see it. I think it'd be so interesting. It's something we haven't seen before, and I I would actually really like to do it, and I think Sony has the ability to do it versus nothing against Marvel. While there are plenty of dark characters that are getting brought in, and there is definitely a darkness coming, there are certain things that I think Sony would be able to possibly pull off character-wise and interaction-wise that I think could be really interesting. Yeah, I think Tony, I think Sony doesn't have the weight of the MCU. Like, as much as we love the MCU, I think in some ways it does limit some storytelling because it has to exist cohesively within the rest of the unit. Yes. And Sony's like, yeah, we can't outright contradict the rest of the unit, but we have a lot more freedom because we're not as connected. Yeah. So do I prefer the MCU over the Sonyverse? Absolutely. But I think well, there what is... what Sonyverse? <laughs> I think there is some freedom that Sony has with their characters, to your point, that Marvel just doesn't have. No, I absolutely agree. And so I think their ability to get dark and gritty and to really show us the dark side of Andrew Spider-Man to really show us these anti-heroes who are anti-heroes. You're taking literal villains and making them anti-heroes, and that's fine. But they have the ability to get dark. And really dark in senses that Marvel might be semi-limited in. Because while you can bring it in, I mean, at the end of the day, when you have a blade and you have who Kit Warrington's character is going or Harrington's character is going to be, and I can't think of his name currently. Oh, isn't it Black Knight? Yes, something. I knew it was Knight something. And you have him, and I mean, the Moon possibility Knight. of getting, well, I would say Moon Knight, the possibility of a lot of people want Ghost Rider back in. Oh, please. But, exactly. I mean, I'm with Daredevil. There's been a lot of darker characters getting kind of thrown around, getting redone, getting prepared to make a new reappearance. But at the end of the day, they're still existing in the same universe that someone like well, Peter, and, you know, people like Clint and the Hulk. And it's at the end of the day, these people, like, or even Yelena, like, yes, okay, all these people have had darkness and seen things, but it's like, look at Kate Bishop. <laughs> Sunshine personified. Yeah, like, how are you gonna be like, Daredevil, Kate? Like, they're still semi-limited. So I, I would honestly really enjoy seeing Sony build a slight universe around these characters and then just like have the weirdest and dumbest team up created and just blow it up on screen. I would be here for it. Yeah. As long as it doesn't directly impact the MCU and the trajectory that Kevin has laid out for all of our movie going and show watching for the next 10 years, I'm cool with it. Just give me some, you know, interesting movies to watch on the side that are tangentially related to characters in the MCU. Well, and you know what? Theoretically, none of these characters are going to be related to the MCU anymore. They're in their own universe right now. I mean, Venom was brought in literally for a piece of symbiote to be left on the table for Tom's Venom, and then that was it. Mm -hmm. He got taken right back out. So he's not, he's done. Like, they're probably not going to be bringing him back in. There's no reason to. And I think, and even down to our Spider Man predictions, like I said, we kept sitting there. He's an anti-hero. You can't just make him a villain all of a sudden. It won't make sense. Yeah. So when you do that with Morbius and you do it with Craven the Hunter, all these guys are meant to be anti-heroes at this point. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else in the Spider-Man pantheon of villains that they could do in the future that hasn't been done or will not be directly used in the MCU. Well, Vulture could, is still on the table now. Yeah, but he was used in the MCU, so I have... 
I struggle with that, you know? But he would make an interesting anti-hero. Oh, for sure, for sure. And, like, there's a reason he makes a reappearance in the Morbius trailer. Yeah. I'm trying to think who some of the other major Spider-Men... I mean, Rhino never really got his day in the sun. But if they're in that universe, it might be weird to make him an anti-hero. Yeah. So. I'm just trying to think who else is out there that could join our little fantasy team-up group. I mean, I'm happy with the four I've got. So, this would be Andrew's black goop alien moment, and I think that's what he needs. <laughs> he was so sad he never got an alien moment. He never fought an alien on Earth or in space. No, and you know what? This would be his band. This would be his <laughs> Avengers band. And I'd be I'd be fine with that. I think it'd be really interesting. And obviously, you know how much I love Aaron Taylor Johnson, so I'm very excited to see him as Craven. And so I think, I mean, Jared Leto, Andrew Garfield, Tom Hardy, and Aaron Taylor Johnson. That's a pretty good boy band right there. Yeah, I mean, I think that's all that needs to be said. I mean, aren't they almost all British? Except Jared? I mean, Jared's not, but the rest of them are. And there you go. The next One Direction, ladies and gentlemen. The British invasion is coming again. <laughs> exactly. I, I think it would be interesting. And, and I think that's the best trajectory I could see Morbius going on because... I don't see him interacting with our Tom and our Spider-Man. I don't either. And I don't know what else they'd do with him. I don't... And I mean, like I said, there's a lot of movies, obviously, we don't get to see in a trailer. And so stay tuned for the reactions, of course, after we see it and what we have to say. But for now, and where this film is kind of standing, I don't really see a sequel in the works yet. And the the possibility of it doesn't seem on the horizon yet. We'll see. I mean, I don't know that there will be. And I think Sony has not committed to one yet. But I also feel like it's in a really good position to ride the coattails of No Way Home and the extreme hype around that movie and what it did for the multiverse and the possibilities of the Sonyverse existing within the MCU. I think it did increase... The And even with, I mean, if you think about it, with the end credit scene in Venom, knowing that these movies do have some sort of implication to the MCU, I think make them more interesting to people who are maybe like solely MCU Marvel moviegoers. Now they're like, oh, well, like the same way that we weren't really covering Venom. Well, now we are. Right. You know, we were going to go see it regardless, but now we're covering it as part of our show because of the way that this universe has kind of made more ties to the MCU. So... I think it could go either way, because I'll be curious to see what general Marvel fandom does, whether or not we show up and show out, probably, like, nowhere near the extent of an actual Marvel MCU movie, but, you know, I think it could be bigger just based on some of the things that have happened in the most two recent Sony, Sony Marvel collabs. I mean, I partially agree. My only other argument is, while it would have worked riding the coattails, I think they're running out of that ride. I think their ride's shortening because unfortunately with the timing of Morbius getting and it being pushed back, they're running very up to Multiverse of Madness, yeah. which is all Marvel, and that is going to have implications in our universe bigger than needing to reference anything in the Sony-verse. Uh, I think that was all the Spider-Man stuff. That was what they were doing with that. At this point, Multiverse of Madness is just... It's going to be the Marvel universe's version of blowing everything up for all of us. So I will say I I think I could have argued the coattails a little more when we when if it would have come out on time. I'm just a, a little worried now with it butting pretty much directly up against Multiverse of Madness that it's it's going to be swallowed in in hype. And I mean, look at Multiverse of Madness already. I didn't even know the Morbius trailer had dropped the newer one because my entire timeline and everything I see on any social media has been based on Multiverse of Madness for the past month. Yeah. I will say, though, interesting tidbit, I did have a friend go see Spider-Man again last week or, yeah, I think last weekend or maybe the end of last week. And he said the theater was actually still pretty full. So people are still showing up and showing out to that movie, which I think is... I mean, that's just ridiculous. That movie has been out for, what, like, three months now, almost? Yeah, but as as we've kind of said throughout, 
And this has kind of been a problem I think we've hit with some of the Marvel ones recently. There hasn't been a lot in the trailers to be able to really do too much of a predictions episode on. But make sure you're going out and you're going to watch Morbius, regardless of whether it ties in directly with our universe or not. It's going to tie with, into a Spider-Man. So make sure you're going, figuring out what that is, and then you can come right back here to hear the reactions and possibly hear us talk about how deeply wrong we are about everything we've said. Yep, always a possibility and honestly happens more often than not, so... We're not afraid to admit when we're wrong. <laughs> I don't enjoy it, but I'll admit it. So it's okay. <laughs> yep. But if you're if you're all good and you've hit all your points, I have as well. And we're going to call it a wrap on our Morbius predictions episode. As Katie said, please make sure you're going out and seeing this movie on opening weekend. We support Marvel in any and all facets, whether that's directly MCU related or not. And as always, if you're a fan of the show, please make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you get your podcasts on. If you feel so inclined, you can go ahead and also give us a rating or a review, which is always appreciated. You can also check us out on the blog, which has extra content, things we forgot <laughs> to say during the episode, or things we went and researched later to give you guys some information that we didn't have on hand when we were recording. All that good stuff is on the blog, as well as a calendar for all of our shows. Last but not least, you can also check out our Spotify page, which has a playlist for every single song that has been in the MCU, whether that be shows or movies, as well as different playlists for our different series, whether that be Loki or <laughs> any of the other shows, and uh, for our replay series as well. So if you're looking for a binge on a specific topic, you can find those playlists on our Spotify page, which is linked in the show notes. And make sure you're following our Twitter at Let's Talk MFT. All new episodes and blog posts are posted there. So if you just want one kind of place to, not obviously subscribe, but if you want one place to kind of see everything, all links will be posted there. And along with any theories that we have or we see and Marvel news are always being retweeted so that you can also see that. But we're gearing up for a pretty much a really busy next probably month and a half, two months with obviously Morbius coming out, Moon Knight, and duh, Multiverse of Madness. So Woo! yeah, so remember, well, Marvel just blew your mind. We'll talk about it.